Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Good day, everyone. This is Tony Moskal with your high school sports podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, Los Angeles' number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for everyone. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? Hey, what are you betting on this week, this month, today, tomorrow? You betting on Major League Baseball? You betting on the NFL draft? Are you betting on the Jets to screw this up again? Who's going to go number one? Got to be Trevor Lawrence. Are you betting on the NHL? Are you betting on the NBA? Bet Online has the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. On this week's podcast, I am joined by Grace Luterer, softball player at Louisville High School, who is one of the best pitchers in the Southern section. Her sophomore year, she led the Royals to a CIF championship. In 62 innings pitched, she only gave up 22 earned runs, had 109 strikeouts, an opponent's batting average of 183. Last year, obviously, the season was cut short due to the pandemic, but this year the Royals are on a tear. Presently 6-0, they have scored 42 runs and only given up four. Grace has a no-hitter on the year, and she joins me now on the podcast. Grace, thank you so much for taking the time this morning to do this. Yeah, thank you for having me. Let's let's get started. How did you get started playing softball, and were you always a pitcher? Um, well, my uncles obviously grew up playing baseball and basketball and football and, like, any sport, like, you could think of. And so we were always just very um, oriented with athletics and just sports in general. Um and um, so I always just kind of looked up to my uncles playing baseball because, I don't know, I just loved that sport for some reason. And then watching my older sister play softball kind of just stuck in my head, like, this is a really cool sport. Like, I want to play this this sport. And so my dad said I'd, like, walk around stores when I was four years old just doing, like, a pitching motion. Um, so he was like, okay, we should put her in softball. So I started when I was four, and I had to end up playing three years of t-ball because my birthday, I was too young, so I had to play three years. And so I basically just followed in the footsteps of my uncles and my sister. So, yeah. And were you always a pitcher? Did you play any other positions? Because I know in T-ball, they, they put you on the little pieces of carpet and everybody sits there and everybody's running around. And, <laughs> but did, and they play everywhere. But as you got older, did you play any other positions besides pitcher? Um, yeah, I have, well, I've been taking lessons since I was five, but I have always played either outfield and first as well. And when I was in t-ball, I think I was a pitcher as well, but like, obviously the coach just does like a little front toss and on the tee. So I just kind of stood in a circle and I kind of just ran around the entire field in any position they put me in. But growing up, I was always like mainly a pitcher, but always played first or outfield as well. So what other sports did you play when you were growing up or was it always softball? Um, no, growing up, 
I tried, I played soccer, I did track in elementary and middle school, I tried swimming in elementary school, I did gymnastics for the longest time, I did dance, I did horseback riding, I used to play tennis with my family a lot, and I always tried playing basketball, but I was never the best at it, I could only just shoot occasionally. Um, we basically did everything that involved sports, um, but mainly I stuck with softball. Did any of those sports help you with softball, either physically or mentally, as you progressed in your career? Um, yes, actually, I could say that dance really helped me, which a lot of people have said, like, football players should do dance and stuff like that, because I don't really know why, but when I did dance, it strengthened muscles that I never really knew I had. Um, and I felt I kind of had more stability. And like, if I played so like first base, I had more flexibility. Um, I don't know, overall, just my body felt a little stronger when I was dancing at the same time. Um, but it also helped me like with my mental state as well, because I would compete in front of a bunch of people. And so that's kind of a nerve wracking thing. So you kind of have to have your own confidence and just it's you can be very nervous so it kind of helps because now when I pitch in front of a lot of people like I just try to zone them out and I don't get nervous and I kind of just focus on the game and don't get like flustered because people are watching me That's helped. because all eyes are on you when you're dancing and when you're pitching everybody's watching you because you're the one that's in control you have the ball exactly so you're a senior at Louisville. Why Louisville? I, I know your dad's a, you know, been an athletic director. He was at Crespi and he's at St. Francis. Was it always Louisville for you or were there ever any other options? Um, so both my older sisters went to Louisville. And when I was little, I obviously, I looked up to them and I wanted to go and follow in their footsteps and do everything they did. And I wanted to go to Louisville when I was little. But when I was in eighth grade, I kind of was thinking maybe I'll branch out and I'll look at other schools. And I was interested in going to Notre Dame or even Sierra Canyon or Calabasas High School. But ultimately, like I spoke with my parents and there's a lot of opportunities at Louisville that I would have been missing, such as like retreats in Kairos. I'm not sure if you know what those are, but I'm also. I, I did go on Kairos. Yes. So, yeah, because I'm religious as well. So I felt that would probably be my in my best interest because I didn't want to miss those retreats that my sisters had gone on that told me that, like, they were very life-changing um, and really helped them. So that was a big thing for me as well. And a lot of people, because I, I know from being a, a Crespi alum, people say, oh, my God, you went to an all-guys school. That must have been really weird did do you get that from people? Oh, you go to an all girls school. That's got to be really weird. But I've talked to a lot of people. There's there's a sense of family and and togetherness at at that type of school. Has that been your experience as well? Yeah, I get that question all the time, especially to little like girls that like play softball or just that I know that I've told like, oh, maybe when you're older, you can come to Louisville. And they're like, isn't it weird that it's just all girls? Um, at first, you really just don't notice it. Like, you kind of just you get used to it like that. And you're more comfortable at school because you don't have to try. And I don't know. It's kind of just more of a family base, like you said. Like, because especially growing up with as many sisters as I have, like, it's it's 
very, it feels very family oriented and you make a lot of friendships that you feel will last like a very long time. And and they do. I, I've known that from being out of high school for many, many years. And, and my brother and sisters are all products of the Catholic schools. Um, your first time as a pitcher at the varsity level in the circle, what is going through your mind and how did you deal with that? Um, I actually was freaking out because I was a freshman um, because we needed a pitcher because obviously our program has kind of started small. Um, and we're trying to build it up. But as a freshman, I was freaking out because I didn't want to step on anybody's toes because I knew that seniority was like a huge thing. And freshmen always had to like take the bases and all the gear and stuff. And like, you're supposed to work up to own your spot. And I just started like on the spot. So I kind of just told myself, I was like, okay, clearly you, they trust you to pitch. Like as a freshman, you just have to prove to them and own your spot like that. You can do it. Even though you're younger, like just push yourself and show them that you can do it. So yeah, I was very nervous, but in the end, I kind of just, I was like, it's okay. Like you can do it. Obviously you're there for a reason. How did the seniors and the juniors and the upper class group react to you being there? How supportive of you were they? Because obviously you had enough talent to be there. Um, yeah, my freshman year, like the seniors and the juniors and the upperclassmen, they were probably like the best part about the softball program because we, for some reason, the first two years, like that group was so super close, like we all like bonded immediately and we became such good friends. Like we would talk, like I still talk to some of them now who are in college. Like we're very, we got very close and they all, even when I would say like, Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. Like, I don't want to step on your toes or anything like that. They would always reassure me and tell me just how good I was. And they were just, they're awesome teammates. And how have you then taken what they've done with you and used that for younger girls that are coming up in the program now? Um, well, even like in travel, when younger girls join my team and even at Louisville, um, when freshmen come, I just try to remind them like, okay, it's high school. And a lot of people like to say that high school is kind of like, and eh, like not as good as travel, but just push yourself and be the best player that you can be. And I'll always be here to fall back on and I have advice if you want it and I'm just here to support you no matter what like I just always try to remind them that they have people to fall back on if they're feeling stressed or have anxiety because I know as a freshman I did so I just try to be like a friend for them and the difference between club and and high school a lot of people downplay some of the high school sports like softball like soccer what is the difference for you? And I, I, I've talked to a lot of people about this. And when you're playing for your high school, it's just, it may not be as serious, but there's a different atmosphere there because you're with the people you go to class with, you see each other every day, and it's a different field. Do you get that as well? Oh, definitely. Um, in travel, I feel like it, there's a higher demand, like in higher expectations, but in high school, I feel we have like a lot more competitiveness personally and um think like fortunately i've had um a few really good coaches in high school so far that have made practices like very good 
um, and have just been like really good coaches. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I think for high school, it's kind of just, there's like that bond with these people because like you said, you see them every day. Um, and you're with them all the time. There's just like a higher connection and like chemistry on the field. Even if like there's not as high of a expectation or demand, it's, it's kind of just, it's kind of in a way better because you make really good friendships and you're, you're playing the sport that all of you love at the same time with like a great connection with all of these people. So. And then you see them the next day in class and you talk about it with the teachers, with the nuns, with the, the school, with your friends, your other friends. But in a travel ball, you play in a tournament, everybody goes home. Nobody at school really cares or even knows what happened over that weekend. Right. And for me, I live in Calabasas and in Tarzana, and um, I travel to Irvine to play. So it's not like any of my teammates out there are even close to me. So I can never even like see them after a game or something like that. Like, in school, like, we even go to, like, lunch as a team before practices because we have a couple minutes as a team, and we're all coming from the same place, and we all live near each other. So it's kind of just, like, a whole different social dynamic. It just – it really builds connections with people, and it helps you spark conversation in the middle of a random test or, or class or something. It's, it's a really good thing, like, to find friends as well. Your sophomore year. A phenomenal year. You guys end up winning a CIF championship. You're in the circle at Deanna Manning Stadium in Irvine, which I'm sure you played at multiple times. Mm -hmm. Take me back to that day because we covered it on Fox Sports Prep Zone. And from what I remember, you were just dominant the entire game. What was your mindset going in? Um, well, I personally thought throughout the whole playoffs that Louisville was kind of like the underdogs. No one really thought we were going to make it out on top or make it as far as we did. But as a team, we were grinding. Like, we wanted to win so bad. Like I said, the freshmen, my freshman year, those juniors and seniors had become very close to me and become, like, really good friends. And they wanted to win so bad the next year. And we we just put ourselves, like, together as a team and we – we were just thinking, like, we can do it. No matter if nobody believes in us or if a bunch of people believe in us, like, we believe in ourselves and we can do it. So I was kind of just, like, in my head, I was like, I'm doing this for my team. Like, I want to win, and I'm going to grind. And if I'm not pitching the best game, I'm going to grind and make sure that I just don't fall behind and give up a bunch of runs. I'm going to work, like, the hardest I can and to ensure that my team, like, I have their back. And even like what if I wasn't producing hits too, I wanted to be able to back myself up um, defensively. So I was kind of just like in the zone, like my I was just fully like game zone in my head. Like I wanted to win, and I wasn't gonna let anybody stand in the way of us doing that. Especially because Louisville has never really won a softball title until then. I was like, we can do it. Like we've made it this far. It we I just as a team, we have to come together and just push and you're standing out there in the circle there's cameras that are all over the place the 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 place is packed and you are just focused and in that zone tell me what that's like when you're zoning everything out you can't hear anything you're just looking at your catcher and you're just throwing yeah 
Um, for me, I focus on my breathing because I I know talking and cheering is a big thing in softball and baseball, but I zone that out so that I can just like focus like on pitching, and then I focus on my breathing because that helps me stay in a rhythm, which helps my momentum and like my my pitching in general, and so it's just it's an interesting feeling. I don't think I know how to describe it in any words, but it's kind of just like you're literally you. If you stare off, have you ever like stared off somewhere and you just get in that zone? It's kind of like Constantly. that. It's kind of like that, and then all of a sudden the game's over, and you either won or you lost. And so for me, that's I just zone in on the catcher. So the next year, obviously, you you had a, a shortened season. You know, we go back to January of 2020, and, and we're hearing about this COVID thing, and we're we're thinking our season's going to get canceled. What's going to happen? And obviously, you guys played maybe 10 games last year. What was the process like for your team when your coach had to gather you guys together and tell you that the season had ended and you weren't going to get a chance to defend your CIF championship? It was heartbreaking, honestly. Because also, that was our first year moving up a division after we had just won and coming back to the Mission League. So that was a huge accomplishment. And I wanted I wanted us to go a year and see it so that we can try and win another title. And if not, like we know what we're coming after my senior year. But when it got cut short, it kind of – it was heartbreaking for a lot of us. There was only two returning girls on our team last year from – um, the previous year when we won, only two, and it was one of them includes me. Um, and we ended up finding people to play, and that was like the best part for me because I was like, awesome, where I'm gonna be able to play this year. And then it got cut short, and we were all just at a loss for words. Like none of us thought that would ever happen, and it kind of just completely just shut down. There was no like just lead into it or anything like that we had one practice and then the next day our coach was telling us like I'm so sorry we can't practice like it's a huge deal what's going on in the world right now and so we can't play softball and no one can play any sports right now because it's becoming so dangerous and it kind of just it just made all of us very sad obviously but what did you do as an individual to then stay in shape in preparation for, say, your summer travel season or anything else that may have, you know, maybe college visits and stuff like that? Yeah. Um. So to stay in shape for me, I it was obviously very hard mentally, and I know that is for everybody as well. Um. So I kind of had to find like my own motivation deep down in myself. And so I would go on runs every day, like run a mile, or I'd walk five miles with my dad. We'd walk to Crespi and back from our house. Um, or we, I'd just go on a run with my sister. Or I'd even use, like, heavy water jugs or detergent bottles or um, anything heavy I could find. And just I'd lift with it or I'd just do – I'd pitch in the backyard with my dad just to ensure that, like, I didn't lose – like my strength and my talent that I've worked so hard to the game. Um, also, my previous travel team would send out workouts that I would do like religiously. I would do them constantly. So. 
what type of arm training and conditioning do you do? Because I know that there's there's the Jager throwing program that's out there with the bands. Is there something specific you do, or do you use those? Um, well, okay, so I use um, Jager bands, like you said, um, and I do a lot of mobility work. But um, last year, I ended up hurting my shoulder, so I see a physical therapist, and we work on a lot of mobility. It's I'm okay now, but it's just to maintain that mobility to make sure that no further injuries happen or like to make sure like they don't happen as often um as well as I lift with the trainer who is working at the same like office so like I do a lot of um bicep strength and wrist strength because I used to have really weak wrists um and so yeah I just do a lot of mobility as well as strengthening with like smaller weights or even bigger weights and then mostly bands now, your season this year was in question for so long. Obviously, the fall sports got canceled and everything was getting pushed back, pushed back, pushed back. What were your thoughts and, and everything when you guys were told that you were going to be able to have a softball season and potentially there could be championships on the horizon for those sports? I was really excited, but at the same time, I wasn't getting my hopes up because. I know I had done that a few times when people would say, oh, we're going back to school or something like that. Um, and things would just never happen. So, I mean, I was obviously extremely excited and wanted to play, but I was just trying to make sure my hopes weren't up so that I didn't get upset. But when things started to pick up and we really did start practicing, I was extremely excited and working really hard and I still am because I want to make my senior season like worth it. Has there been an extra motivation and an extra kind of let's say pep in everybody's step because sometimes you look it's like oh practice but now people are like wow we get to go practice we get to do the thing that we love. Have you guys seen that? Yeah I I think so. My team um this year we have a lot of people that I know even my cousin is on my team um so like even if I see them kind of like falling behind or like saying like oh we have practice or something like that I'll just remind them I'm like look we get the opportunity to play like that's insane just that fact and then they're like oh yeah you're right and then at practice where we work really hard and everybody's got a pep in their step like you said and like diving for balls in practice and stuff like that and just making sure like we make it worth it how long did it take you personally to get ready to pitch your first game? Mentally, you said? Or physically. Okay. Um, you know, your arm and everything. Well, see, my travel team picked up over um, a few months ago. Um, we just play with masks on, obviously. So I was pitching in games, but it's a whole other dynamic pitching in high school, um, like you said. So... I I think it took me only a few days because I've been pitching like every day since COVID because I didn't want to like fall behind and lose any sort of like progress that I was making. Um, and my control has gotten a lot better in my spin. Um, so I was just pitching every single day and making sure like I'd be ready for it. So I'd say only one or two days probably. What are your strengths as a pitcher? Um, well, 
I've been told I throw pretty hard. Um, I know that I do throw like a higher number. Um, but I like to, cause a lot of people will say you're a good pitcher because you throw hard, but I'd like to disagree because I've been working really hard on my spin and on my control because I used to kind of just throw hard and be wild. But now I have changed. Like I'm a different pitcher now. I still throw the same velocity, but I'd like to say that my spin has gotten a lot better and has gotten a few swings and misses. So as my strength, I'd say my spin probably. And a lot of people look, you you see, and I think it's the same in baseball. Oh, this person throws this hard. But one of the keys to being a successful pitcher, and correct me if I'm wrong, is being able to change those speeds and move the ball around the strike zone as much as possible to keep that hitter off balance. Right. And my changeup has gotten significantly better. It is one of my best pitches now. Um because I worked on it in my previous um, travel season, like right before high school, and it has just gotten a lot stronger, and I'm really excited about that. You recently committed to Seattle University, and congratulations on that. Mm-hmm. Why Seattle? What was it that drew you up to the Northwest besides the great weather? <laughs> well, actually, I'm a redhead, and I get sunburnt, so I like the cold. <laughs> Um, but when I visited, I don't know, I kind of just, I could easily see myself living there because when I visited a few of the schools that I was looking at, I was always thinking to myself, could I see myself living here? Could I spend the next four years of my life here alone? Like without my parents all the time, like I really have to think about this. Um, and then when I got home, cause obviously it's a weird dynamic during COVID there's, it's vacant, nobody's there. It's, it's a weird feeling, but when I was there, I felt like this is a really cool city, and I, like I love this school. Um, and when I got home, I watched a lot of videos like online um, of what it's like student life like at Seattle, and even people who go there and YouTube videos they've sent, and a lot of people love it. And it it looks just so like it really. I got the feeling like when I was watching those videos, like this is a really cool school. How was the recruiting process for you with COVID? Was it frustrating that maybe you couldn't take visits, you couldn't visit with teammates, you really couldn't experience the whole thing like other people have? Yes, it was probably the most stressful time of my life because I have, that has always been my dream, like, and my one huge goal in life. Like, if I could achieve it, that would be amazing. But, um, it, really threw a wrench into things because coaches couldn't come watch us and then at the same time we had to be able to like produce like play really well on camera because obviously you can't even tell if somebody's throwing hard on camera or if they got a good hit like how far the ball went on camera like it's all very weird and like it sucks for the coaches as well because they have to try and recruit somebody off of a few videos like and live streams but for for me, I was just really stressed out and had a lot of anxiety, which I know a lot of my friends did as well. Um, but it, I mean, it all worked out in the end. But I know that people are still going through this. And, of course, my dream was to play Pac-12 as a little girl, but they didn't have any money. 
the same time, but then I ended up finding like the place I was meant to be at, obviously. So. And that's, that's fantastic. And everybody finds a place and, and what are they telling you about your role on the team coming up your freshman year and the, and the years following? Um, my coach has told me that I'm going to make a very big impact and that there's, they're a growing program. And so I'm really excited about that because, um, I'm a very hard worker. Um, so I'm just going to work to be the best in college. And he said that, um, he can really see me being like a, um, a program changer. So that's really good to hear. It's really nice. Like after all of this to hear like your coach say that and like, feel like you're wanted. So, yeah. You're, we have to talk about this, but then we talked about it a little bit yesterday. Your, your grandfather mm-hmm. is, is Vin Scully. A lot of people know that. And you know that now, you know, his greatness, you know, everything about him, but when did you realize who he was besides just that, that man that would bounce you on his knees and tell you stories? Honestly, I think, I don't even think I realized until I was around maybe 13, because even when we went on the field, I was just like, oh, this is normal. Like, I'm always here. Um, This is just a thing everybody does. Like, people don't understand, like, when they talk to me, like, yes, he might be famous to you, but it's just like my grandpa, like you said, like somebody who would help me swim in the pool when I was little or even, like, give me snacks or just watch movies with me. Like, I didn't even realize he was anything bigger than that and it still doesn't feel like it um but I don't think until I was 13. Wow and have you ever just sat down and talked baseball or softball with him and and asked his advice because he's, he's seen so much? All the time he has so many amazing stories that he just he's the best storyteller I know like I could just sit in a room and listen to him talk for days. Um, but he is very inspirational for me because he gives me a lot of confidence and reassurance and saying like that I am the best person. Like I know that he knows that I'm like the best person like that works hard and I'm passionate about my sport. And like, that's the best athlete, the ones who really love their sport and will work for it and not just like use their talent to get what they want. So he, he just, I don't know. He's very inspirational for me. And he didn't read you bedtime stories, the three bears and Goldilocks and all that stuff. He read you baseball stories, right? Right. He, yeah, I guess he would maybe read me one or two of those. And then the rest of them were stories about like Tommy Lasorda, Jackie Robinson, all these amazing players. Well, Grace, I thank you for doing this. Last thing before I let you go is I want to ask you some baseball questions. Okay. Uh, your favorite baseball movie of all time? 42, for sure. Okay. Your favorite baseball food when you go to the ballpark? A hot dog. Okay. Your favorite baseball memory from growing up? Oh, oh um going to the giant stadium for my grandpa's last broadcast. Okay. And the one, and the one place you really want to go as a baseball fan. Oh, I want to see Yankee stadium. Okay. And your favorite baseball team. Dodgers. 
<laughs> Obviously, the Dodgers. Well, Grace, I want to thank you for taking the time to do this. I, I know it's early. It's it's 8.30 in the morning. And you're a teenager, and you guys don't usually wake up this early. But thank you for doing this. Uh, continued good luck as, as this season progresses. And uh, I, I hope you guys get the playoffs, and, and maybe our prep zone crew will come down and, and cover you guys in another championship game. Thank you. Thank you so much, Grace. And for everybody else out there, um, hey, let's it's it's great that the kids are getting out playing and and everything's going well. Let's keep following the protocols and and make sure that this season ends up with championship games. And for everybody out there, thank you for listening and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.